0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall.
0: And welcome to another wonderful, fun, (laughs) science-filled episode of Bring Your Soul to Work. I'm going to get into science today. Don't get scared off. Don't get scared off if you don't like science. We're going to go into some science uh, because that you understand uh, a bit about how this magnificent body works. We're going to talk today about, are you happy when you wake up? Oh, this is so deep. I've got about 20 different things I want to share and have you know about so that you understand how important it is to be in a certain state when you wake up so that your life, which is one day after the other, goes in a better direction. Because when you wake up, there's some things going on. And there's some things that you can control and change. But, but, most human beings, me included for so many decades, have such a deep, 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 deep ingrained habit when you wake up. That it sets the tone for the day. And here's the really bad news, because we are habit creatures, usually you're waking up with the same thoughts and the same feelings every single day. Why do we stay in the same jobs for years? Why do we stay in a marriage that feels kind of dead? Why do we stay in situations that aren't making us happy? I'll tell you why. Because you have a habit about it. And you have physiology in your body that locks it in. And if you don't know how to handle, manage, and maneuver your physiology, you are destined to being locked into your own habits. Wow. Your life is a series of habits stacked on one another. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every quarter, every year, every decade. If you're listening to me live on this radio show, We're in the last quarter of the second decade of this century of this millennium. If you're in the same spot that you were in at the beginning of the year, something's not going in the right direction. If you're in the same spot you were last year, something's not going in the right direction. If you're in the same spot you were in at the beginning of this decade, where were you in 2010? Think about it just for a second. Chances are, if you're like most human beings in October of 2010, you were waking up with the same thoughts and same feelings that you woke up with this morning, which means that for the most part, your life is the same. No offense. But as a soulful being, your soul isn't down for that. Your soul wants to be grander and bigger and shinier and brighter. Your soul wants expansion. So does your pocketbook. Your soul wants to grow and learn and be seen and be brilliant and bright and shiny. So does your bank account. Your career needs that. Your family needs that. Your friends need that. If you do a little inventory right now, and please go right ahead and do that, if your life looks pretty similar at this juncture, at the end of the decade, that it did at the beginning of the decade, you've got something that has to get fixed. Well, Mo, it's okay. Okay. I make a decent living. I have a decent marriage. My kids are 10 years older. That feels pretty good. It's okay. Is it? In Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, he recognized and helped us all appreciate that good is the enemy of great. Good is the enemy of great. I was talking to a woman um, earlier this week on one of my clarity calls. We do a lot of those every week. We talk to a lot of women about their careers. We help them sort it out. Everyone who books one of those calls has something going on that is not feeling right for their career. So we sort it out. She's got a decent job. She's got a master's degree. She's making about 140 Been there five years. moved to that city five years ago. It's okay. She's not going anywhere in her current job, in her current role. She knows it. Five years. I'm going to tell you what, if you're in the same spot in five years, there's something wrong with your career. You need to be moving up, moving into something that's going to grow you, stretch you, reward you, more often than five years. Every two to three, that's really great pace. Five years, yeah, let's go. Time to move, time to go do something else. You've got all that under your belt. Most of us don't need five years to then pack in that experience to then take it to the next level. My average was three years in my career. Now, that's not for everyone. But, you know, some of those jobs ended not on my desires, (laughs) But that's the way that rolls, too. I moved up. I had an escalating career. I took some chances. I moved cities, changed companies, advanced title compensation. I did things that made me a little bit scared. Can I really do this? Am I really able? They really believe in me this much? I took chances on myself. Because I was following this inner voice. There's more. Do more. Be more. You got this. Even when I was nervous and scared, even when I woke up in the morning going, oh, another one of these. Early in my 20s, I began my personal development and spiritual development journey. And it hasn't always been so smooth and it hasn't always been so fun. I've grown a lot. I've stretched a lot. I'm currently working with several coaches and since I broke my foot two months ago, I'm now in physical therapy and moving that back into place feels a little bit uh, painful. Being on a constant growth trajectory, however, even though there's been ups and downs, has felt very rewarding. It also gave me the sense of self that even if I didn't feel like I was where I really ultimately wanted to be, I knew I was at least working on it. I knew I was at least making progress. I knew at least I was giving myself a chance to advance, feel better, know more, et cetera. I'm going to talk about the science of what happens when we wake up because it's important to understand how we as human beings get stuck. I have women who have been in the same job for 19 years, 28. I had a woman in the same job, uh, not same job, same company for over 30 years, and she was uh, fired. I think she worked with me about two years ago. Being fired from an organization you've been at for over 30 years is a traumatic event. She hasn't had that level of jolt to her nervous system in 32 years. It was a traumatic event. It took her a while to shake it off. We worked together for 12 weeks in my kick-ass workshop, and she landed a really nice job. It looked nothing like the job she got fired from. But she reclaimed herself, and it took her a while still to recover from that traumatic event of... 30 plus years in the same place. When we have ingrained habits of 30 years or longer our nervous system is not used to change. Mo, why are you saying nervous system? Because ultimately that's what locks us into our habits. It's our nervous system. Let me break this down. And if you don't like science, bear with me. I'm going to make this as easy and as simple as possible. I have a certain knack of explaining complex physiology in very simple ways. So uh, feel free to take some notes. If you want to talk to me about this or understand it deeper, feel free to call in. 816-215-3555. And I'll be happy to talk to you about the science of your nervous system and why waking up the same way is a big problem. And what to do about it. We're going to talk about all of that today as we break down what it's, what, what's going on when we wake up the same way and what ought to be going on to wake up happy every day. And I'm going to give you some techniques and some strategies in the second half of this show to, um, to help you liven up your nervous system. If you've been working with me, if you're a client who likes to listen to my radio shows, thank you very much for um, trusting in me and for allowing me to have a slice of your life. And pretty sure it's, it's better now. And uh, I really appreciate that. If you've worked with me or if you've followed my work, you probably know a good deal about where I'm coming from. I'm talking all the time about the reference point of your soul. Bring your soul to work, to me, is an important combination of factors for you to have the life that you want when you're on the job, the feeling of what you want to feel like when you're working. All human beings on this planet need to contribute to the world. It's an inherent part of how we're built. We want to contribute. We want to feel valuable. We want to be seen for our uniqueness. It is part of the human experience. If you don't feel that way, uh, you might have a deeper problem with depression or uh, something might need to be straightened out in your in the chemistry of your body. But most of us have this yearning for, for doing something more and being seen, for being special. And if you have kids, especially if they're under the age of seven, you know what that looks like. Those little people are very, very good at saying Look at me. Watch me dance. Watch me do this. Look at how special I am. That's how our soul functions every single day of our lives. The problem is we have these habits that crust and, and, and create rigidity in our nervous system that locks our soul into something that feels a lot less joy. It feels a lot less enthusiasm. It feels a lot less hopeful. It feels a lot less empowered. When we can unlock that, or when we do unlock it, it has to come with unlocking the nervous system because the nervous system has it locked up. Why is this so? All right, just follow with me here. Your soul has energy. We can talk about your soul as your energy body. We can talk about it as your subconscious. I just like talking about it as a soul because it kind of feels like it has a little bit of a personality that way. And it does have a personality. Yours is so unique and mine is so unique. And my little granddaughter's is so unique. Our grandson is just now starting to come to life just a little bit at the ripe uh, young age of, I believe, 10 weeks starting to see a little bit of smile, starting to see a little uh, perkiness of, of what his soul's all about. If you have young people around you, it's easy to be reminded. And your brain may be going, oh, I wish I could have that energy again. Oh, young kids. Oh, the youth. Oh, this. You're then complaining about the fact that you're not that. But let me tell you, your soul inside of you still wants to be like that. It does. And it's in there somewhere. It might be just a pilot light flicker but it's in there. So here's what happens. When you wake up, you're coming with all the stuff that your subconscious was processing while you were sleeping. And if you go into deep levels of sleep, you have effectively become unconscious. You have effectively become paralyzed. <laughs> you have effectively rendered your physical body uh, completely in a deep state of restoring itself. The nervous system usually gets the chance to reset and calm down. But if you're waking up often during the middle of the night, your nervous system is, is pretty much switch, switched on in the fight-or-flight mechanism. So from a very basic level, your nervous system has two levers The sympathetic nervous system side is the nervous nervous system. Fight, flight, freeze. The parasympathetic nervous system is the relaxation side. Both of those nervous systems run on the same basic nerves, but they have way different chemicals that are provoked to be secreted by your body. So when your certain nerves are lit up in the fight, flight, and freeze, it tells the brain, the pituitary gland, and other endocrine systems to secrete certain chemicals in order to get the body ready to fight, flight, or freeze. A lot of human beings are living in that mode 24-7, and the body was not meant for that. There's things that happen when that's going on. I'll come back to that. The parasympathetic nervous system, which is the relaxation side, is not necessarily sleep. It is basically your body having chemicals coursing through the bloodstream that allow the heart rate, the blood vessels, the GI tract, and the muscles to open up a little bit, to not be under such pressure. So if you go from the sympathetic nervous system, and when I'm upset, and freaked out over something, not really, really super high, but just kind of when I got something that's bothering me, my heart rate might be around 80-something. My blood pressure might be something like 140 over 92 or 146 or 148 over 92. I'm like pumping and grinding. Now, some people under stress can be way higher, but just in general, if I got something that's bothering me and I'm dealing with, uh, 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 that's kind of where I'm hanging out. 146 over 90, 92, and about an 80, 85 heart rate. When I'm coming out of my meditation place, which is the deepest relaxation space that I can get to, my heart rate is in the 40s, and my blood pressure is around 100 over 50. In that scenario, my blood vessels are not getting pounded against, My heart is not getting extra tired. My gastrointestinal tract is functioning fine. My lungs are opening up better. And the really cool thing that happens when we have that state in our physiology is that our brain itself opens the neural pathways To the best parts of the brain, solutions, creativity, communication, we start having the ability to solve complex issues. We see solutions. We have an attachment and an affinity toward happiness and joy and we see the possibility in things and we have access to gratitude and appreciation. When we're in that physiological state Life is really good and fun and enjoyable. Now, I can be there when I wake up. I can be there when I finish my meditation. And maintaining that throughout the day is a practice. If I am not conscious of how I feel, my body will naturally react to things and will trigger itself for chemicals that are going to increase my heart rate and blood pressure shut my GI tract down a bit, cause nervous anxiety, and shut the better parts of my brain down. Because when we're under fight, flight, and freeze mode, our brain doesn't need to solve problems. It needs to run. It needs to fight. It doesn't need those extra luxury items in the brain. So it shuts it down. So when you're under chronic stress, your body is getting ravaged. Cortisol and adrenaline wear your body out. Cortisol and adrenaline will will just absolutely trash all parts of your body. And if you're in that mode for long enough, you're not going to think straight. And your nervous system is going to memorize that feeling. That's going to be the habit. that's really uncomfortable. It's really, really uncomfortable to be in that fight-flight mode habit. So understanding the physiology of how this goes is super important to changing it because if you don't understand what's going on, how in the world could you possibly change it? So when you wake up in the morning, instead of just waking up and doing the same thing, check in with yourself. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Check in. See what is being provoked. Is happiness or fear being provoked? Is joy, it's another day? Or, oh my God, I can't believe I have to go back to that again. Is it, oh, I can't wait to get into my meditation and prayers and journal. Or, where's that coffee? You get to choose which way you're going to go every single morning. Let's take a caller and I'll come back to this. Hello Heather from Florida. How are you today? What can I do for you?
1: Thanks, Mo. Hey Uh, there. How are you? I'm good. You? Good. Real good. So, Yeah, you touched on something that made me want to call in, talking about the little people inside of us. And I feel like I've lost touch with her. And working with you, I feel like I've overcome a lot of my fears and I've moved forward with my business. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not in a place recently where I feel uh, a good balance between work and you know, my my joy. And mm-hmm. so I've, I'm kind of in a place of overwhelm where I, I realize okay. I spend most of my time thinking about my job and mm-hmm. it's always like what's next, what's next, what do I do now, what do I, you know, and mm-hmm. and I, I have a vacation coming up next month and I don't even think about it and I'm not looking forward to it because yeah I'm not spending any time even focusing on that. yeah So I'm calling, yeah. I best for tips when getting in touch with that little person inside of you that yeah. wants more joy and, and fun uh-huh. and play.
0: Beautiful. Okay. So, starting off with wanting it is like the key to the kingdom. So, bravo for that. So, wanting the feeling and the fact that you want the feeling and are aware that it's not exactly, you're not exactly where you want to be, opens the entire kingdom up for you. So is it possible for you when you're taking your nervous system down that common path of maybe worry and not enough and what's next and I got to do this and I got to do that, is it possible do you think when you're going there that you can give yourself um, a little even subconscious uh, alarm system, so to speak, where you will stop? And allow yourself to get into present moment awareness and say no. Literally declaring no. That you don't want to feel that way and that you don't want to keep repeating that pattern. Because it's the habit of that pattern which keeps that locked in. It's, it's simply the habit. So um, most of us start judging ourselves and why can't I this and why can't I just keep the good feeling and why am I always doing this and what's so we layer the habit with self-judgment which basically throws the key away and you're locked into that habit so if you could give yourself permission to not judge number one number two if you could give your your subconscious your inner being a little hey when I start going there can you like wake me up can you just like get my attention cool thank you very much And so when we do that, we start to then get a little bit more precisely tuned in to how we feel moment by moment. And this present moment awareness is really the only thing that's going to kind of do the final little movie groovy thing that we have to do to keep redirecting ourselves to how we want to feel. How do I want to feel in this moment? How do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? Now, since we work together, I know you have some strategies around that, but you could simply just choose to focus on something that is going to bring you joy. The sky, a smell in the air. I was coming out of physical therapy today. I was thinking about my busy day. I was getting my nervous system cranked in the direction I don't want it to be cranked in, but again, it's habits. And I'm like, ah, looking at the sky. All of a sudden, I noticed a, a, a smell in the air, flowers and in something beautiful like oh this is oh i love this i'll come back to you heather after our break but maybe take a look around you and see what can bring you joy right now in this present moment we'll be right back folks to take this up
1: Glad you found us this is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world love your work and your life this is bring your soul to work with mo fall
0: and we are back Heather are you still there we can... Uh, I am. Good. Thanks for hanging in during that break. Uh, you bring up such a great question. I really wanted to make sure that we dive into all of this. So so basically, we're talking about the, the nervous system being habitually wired to go toward worry, basically. Worry, fear, not enough. It's a habit. It's a habit. It's a habit. It's been repeated for decades. You, like every single person on this human being, on this human planet, uh, we have we have habitual neuropathways pathways that just keep getting triggered and firing and triggered and firing. And frankly, it's easy because the nervous system has that built-in highway. It's super easy to travel on that super fast highway. It's a little bit harder to travel on the less traveled path. However, the great news is that we can actually create that new habit on the things we want to feel, and those new neural pathways can be built, but it's under construction. So you have some strategies, and you have some ways to do it, and it just... Take some construction. So it, it's a discipline. It's an awareness. And again, I ask you to, to kind of like ask your unconscious, beautiful intelligence to just help you out here. If you want to provoke and call in any other spirit energies to help you do that, um, just just ask them to help you with that. And so as you're feeling that, that normal habit trigger kick in, stop it no something that would help you break the chain of that and then go toward something joyous again i looked up when i came out of my car this morning i saw the beautiful sky i instantly smelled beautiful flowers in the air i had an expansive awareness because i stopped myself from thinking about my day and i enjoyed present moment Uh, that didn't last to unlocking the door I'm walking down the hallway thinking about my day, and I'm like, oh, I'd really like a cup of tea. Oh, I really want some water. Oh, yeah, water would feel great. Present moment awareness. So when we feel the worst, we're either living way out in front or way in the back. When we're feeling the best, we're living right here, right now. You can't worry when you're in the present moment. It's, it's kind of impossible because you can really only focus on one thing. Multitasking is a myth. We're really focused on one thing at one time. And if you also add how your body is feeling to that present moment awareness, you're now in a deeper sense of present moment awareness. If it's just intellectual, you're going to lose it real quickly. So if your present moment awareness thinking, oh, I want some water. Oh, my body's kind of thirsty. Oh, I love my body. This is so great to feel thirsty. I love this. And that may seem to most people to be so simple and elementary and childish, maybe even. It is the most profound thing that we can do to help our nervous system stop that habit of going in the direction that doesn't feel good. I mentioned right before the break that the the sort of the, the, the keys that lock this inner self-judgment So give yourself permission to release self-judgment and just to realize that you're in the process of changing habits and that you want to navigate more toward present moment awareness and being in your body more than in your brain and being in the feeling of what you've got going on. This is the path of the enlightened warrior. (laughs) And it's something, even if you ask the Dalai Lama, I'm sure he would say that this is a, an ongoing uh, life situation. So can you take yourself off the hook for judging and for having that neuropathway and just kind of be in, in mode of my life is practice every day? Can you do that? Yeah, I can with
1: practice.
0: What could you focus on right now, Heather, that is going to bring you a little bit of joy, that's going to bring your nervous system into just a little bit of a better feeling?
1: Um, Planning for my vacation.
0: Okay. How does planning for your vacation feel in your body right now?
1: Um, Exciting.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And where do you feel that excitement? Um, Adventurous. Okay. Okay.
1: Where do you feel that? Okay.
0: All right. So does your chest feel light and open and, 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 and glowing a little bit when you think about your vacation?
1: It does.
0: Okay. Fantastic. So the vacation thought process can be slightly tricky, but I brought you into your body. So when we think about something that's in the future, which is fun and anticipating and eager and all of that stuff. The present moment awareness is how you feel about it, not how you think about it. Okay, So go into the feeling. Oh, that feels great. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. It feels awesome. I feel awesome. I'm already feeling it in my chest. This feels great. That's the present moment awareness that is going to rewire your nervous system. Feeling what you feel about something, but feel the feeling now, in this moment. It's about the feeling, not about the thinking so much. The thinking is going to take you some other place. The feeling is going to keep you here. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. I'm in my mind too much, not my body.
0: Yeah, yeah. Human condition, Uh Absolutely something that we want to alter, though, because as souls on this beautiful planet, we want to feel good. It's 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 the desired path of the soul is to feel good. Um, I know you're a big animal lover, and um, you're watching animals go toward feel good all the time. And sometimes we can just watch an animal go toward feel good. Why do they come up and want to get pet? Heather, why do animals come up to us to want to get pet?
1: They're social, and they want to release stress and mm-hmm. um, connect. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it feels better on the nervous system. Yep. It's, it's their intuitive, instinctual way of being. And... Um, As you know, uh, animals really don't like to be stressed out, and they have bad behavior when they're stressed out. Their nervous system is wired in a way that causes them to have maladaptive reactions. We're no different. (laughs) We are no different. And so when we can soothe our own nervous system, we're going to feel better, we're going to act better, we're going to think better, we're going to connect with people better, we're going to want to get pet, <laughs> and, and we're going to want to be soothed and happy. And that's the condition that we want to gravitate toward as much as possible. And the only freedom of capturing that is in the present moment about what we're feeling right now. And if you're feeling icky in your stomach and stressed out, I want you to feel that too because that's present moment awareness and when we feel that feeling even if it's a bad feeling or something that we don't like feeling it will help it dissipate there may be tears involved there may be a necessity to i don't know scream or do something with our body to release the tension of it as you know animals tend to shake to get their nervous system kind of recalibrated um and so we, we, we need to feel those feelings as well instead of thinking those feelings. When we begin to process the thought process of the feelings, we're locking that feeling in and we're not allowing it to release and we're losing present moment awareness. So just have a trigger. Oh, don't want to feel that way, but what am I feeling? Oh, I'm feeling kind of stressed out and lousy. I know, I'm going to feel something better. I'm going to look at the sky. I'm going to look at the dog. I'm going to look at the grass. Oh, I've got a great backyard. This feels awesome. Oh, I love this backyard. Feel it, feel it, feel it. That's a great way for me to continue to explain the thing I wanted to really, really locked in. Heather, thanks so much for calling. I really appreciate it. Feel good in the present moment and enjoy your vacation. When we are in present moment awareness, folks, when we wake up, that gives us the chance to redirect the nervous system at the beginning of the day. So as we're waking up, we are given clues to where we are with our nervous system. If we wake up crappy, upset, nervous, and anxious, just do a little inventory and say, huh, I'm not really where I want to be right now and give yourself the opportunity to shift. Because when we wake up, we are beginning the new habit of the new day of how that nervous system is going to be wired. I'm not saying you can't change the wiring of your nervous system throughout the day, but when we wake up, we are either reestablishing an old habit or we're helping rewire something new. All of my clients, my team, and maybe some of my family members. I'm not sure. (laughs) We all have a daily ritual. And it's important to start the day in some capacity to get your nervous system wired toward happiness and joy and appreciation and excitement and a sense of filling one's own cup up. If we start the day depleted and we don't ever fill ourselves up, we're walking around depleted, and here's the thing. We're going to look for energy to fill us up from other people, places, and things. We might even be tempted to fill our cup up with some type of uh, unmeaningful connection, complaining about something, or watching the news, or getting into a negative dialogue or situation so that we can have some sense of connection some sense of feeling relief of how we're feeling that's a false sense of connection and its only device is to try to relieve us of how we're feeling but I'm going to ask you to really think strongly about committing to your own best feeling and being in charge of how your morning goes because when you're in charge of the first few minutes, the first hour of what your day looks and feels like, everything gets better. When, when women come into my workshop and we get them into this daily habit, they notice a really big shift. They notice that they're feeling better. They notice that people are actually treating them differently. And then maybe it's a new habit and they do it for a week and they get into their old habit and they don't do it for a week. And they're like, oh, I, don't, I haven't done this and I feel crappy and my life's back where it was. Okay, get back on the habit. Get back on and retraining your nervous system. It's a constant, ongoing path as a human being to continue to practice moving out of the monkey brain, the gremlin city, and move toward present moment awareness And allow your nervous system to be in the right mode for joy and clarity and appreciation and happiness. When you do this enough, your nervous system will have a beautiful highway of feeling that way. And you will begin to shift forever how your nervous system functions. And when you shift that forever, you will have guaranteed a better life. Because not only is your nervous system going to be shifted forever toward a good feeling state and better chemicals coursing through your body, you want to feel better? Change the chemistry of your body with your own intentions and your own skills. You will have a better feeling state in your body and you will be vibrating at a higher level of appreciation and joy and clarity and love. And by Definition by scientific fact, you will attract to you other people, places, and things vibrating at that same wavelength. It's the law, it's how the universe works. And you could do your own experiment if you want to. Focus on what your life looks like right now for a few seconds, for a few minutes, what you're feeling most of the time. You could actually do a feeling a feeling diary during the day. Feel crappy, feel lousy. Oh, my computer broke. Oh, the internet's not working. Oh, someone just called and complained about something. Oh, my boss just sent me a nasty email. You could take a catalog for the day of normal, and then you could decide tomorrow morning to wake up and begin to shift your nervous system and take a daily routine of meditating, of journaling on your gratitudes, of journaling on bragging about how awesome you are in your own private space, create your own better nervous system practice, and then watch your life change. Watch people around you respond differently. Watch your own self not react. Watch your own self not have as much overreacting and diving into that false connection nervous system. You can control how you feel every minute, every second, and you can rewire your nervous system on your own. Now, a lot of people I work with are doing it with some professional help, which helps a lot, and getting kind of rejigged back into where you want to be and feel with help from the outside is what our, the whole coaching and spiritual coaching division uh, uh industry's all about, uh, because there's a lot more human beings on the planet now who want to feel good. There's a lot more human beings who are uh, tuned into their inner being who is saying, hey, there's a better way to live. Hey, there's more for you. Hey, there's uh, more joy and happiness that you could tap into. And what is going on is that we are not evolutionarily caught up to that. We're still in this nervous system of when we had to fend for ourselves on the and the vistas and prairies and, and and kill our food and 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 be scared of, of danger and strangers and spears flying at us. Our nervous system is still wired for that. Thousands of years later, we've evolved mostly out of daily uh life and death threats. But our nervous system is still wired for us to react to danger. And it reacts in a way that is significant and it's not appropriate anymore for living indoors. Uh, frankly, it's not as, uh, as appropriate anymore for the fact that most human beings don't have to worry about if someone's going to kill them. I mean, you have to worry about that on this, on this globe. Um, but most of us living in developed first world countries don't have to worry about that stuff. But our nervous system is still reacting to things in that vein. If you see a news headline, it's going to provoke the same thing as if someone's running after you with a spear in their hand. So, we have to help our nervous system readjust to today's modern world, and we have to have techniques that shift it back toward where we really want to feel. And it's practice, and it starts at the beginning of the day. And if you are happy when you wake up, and if you plant more seeds of that, and if you fill your own cup of satisfaction, of life, appreciation, and how great you are as a human being. If you fill that cup up every single day, you are creating an unmistakable shift in your nervous system and in your vibrational pattern and your life will be better. That is my secret recipe. That is how I help women change their lives forever. It's how I help women shift and lift their their careers and their businesses and build their bank accounts in the right way, and change their marriages, and parent better, and take care of their parents better. It is how we shift ourselves as human beings on this global experience that we're having. And right now, the human being on this planet is looking for relief and is looking for expansion, if you've noticed. There's a lot more looking, more people looking for happiness and connection. The internet has opened the floodgates of connection. It has shrunk the global uh, presence. I've had clients in Japan and China and Australia in my workshop. Those people would never have access to what I have to offer, except for ten or twelve years ago when all this thing just blew. Human beings want to feel good. You want to feel good. It's a normal state of a soulful human existence. And there are ways that you can practice to feel good. There are things that you can do to feel good. Now, a lot of human beings have bad habits associated with trying to get that feel-good relief over drinking, over shopping, watching too much TV, not judging anything, but I'm just saying these are the ways that we typically get some relief on our nervous system. It doesn't really give us the relief of our nervous system, though, that is going to be permanent and is going to rewire us. We're basically blunting not feeling good rather than actually going toward the feeling good state. I talk about meditation a lot and I coach all of my clients on how to do that because it is the one technique that you can use to change your nervous system and that is the answer to changing how you feel because how you feel is all about your nervous system the physiology of your human body dominates how you feel and if you get the levers clicking in the right direction on the nervous system you can begin to physically feel better and then you can psychically spiritually soulfully tap into that and then your brain opens up and then your chest opens up and you feel awesome and you can hang out there and no matter what comes your way, your, your, your relaxed, open appreciation, joy, and clarity self is now in a better situation to handle anything and everything. When I was um, in the corporate world in, in, in big jobs, the last uh, seven or eight years of my career, I had big jobs, national scope jobs. I was responsible for a lot of stuff, uh, big budgets, lots of people, lots of important stuff because I was in healthcare, we were It was life and death stuff. If I, from the top, was doing stuff that was going to affect people um, in operating rooms and taking care of patients, um, it was pretty important. So I had a big job. And at that point, I had just uh, effectively come through my breast cancer journey, and I realized how to tap into these things in a way that if I had a big meeting, if I had to be on the road a lot, if I had to, to grind it out, rather than grinding it out, I'd make sure I'd open up myself, uh, open, oh, wake up super early and begin my day with meditation and exercise and my journal. Every single day it became more important to me, the busier and the more demanding my day was going to look. And I, I began to hardwire for myself this habit years prior to that, my habit was to wake up in the morning and go running and, and feel the joy and happiness of enjoying the outdoors and going out for a run. And then I began to incorporate meditation. And then there was a few years there where I was incorporating regular practice of yoga. I was using tools and techniques to rewire my nervous system to feel better states. And now I have a very normal routine, waking up early and meditating every single morning, on 365 days a year, at this point, I I might miss 10 or 15. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that's my my habit. That's my routine because I want to feel good all the time. So no matter what's going on in my life, I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling solid and happy and secure and fulfilled and whole within myself so that an outside event that comes my way is not depleting me or not taking from me or not shifting my nervous system too badly. Now, there are things that shift my nervous system. I'm I'm a human being. I'm also practiced in present moment awareness. So I'm bringing myself back to how I want to feel, focusing on what's good about this situation, reframing my mind. And at this point, I've been practicing practicing this for a while, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm good at coaching my ladies in my workshop on how to do that. And it's what I want to help human beings understand because these techniques are necessary for everyone. They're not that difficult, but they do require practice. And they do require an absence of self-judgment. So when we're not feeling the way we want to feel, just go present moment awareness. Well, what am I feeling? And what do I want to feel? Instead of, I can't believe I don't feel good anymore, I can't believe I did this, I can't believe this, oh my God, I'm not focused on my vacation, that sucks. Heather, thanks so much for calling in today. And this topic today about are you happy when you wake up is really foundational to make sure that if you're living, if you want to live the life that you want to live, you have to be committed to your nervous system being in the right mode. Because you will not live a joyous, happy life if you're in stress mode and if your nervous system is turned on on that lever and you have serotonin, uh, excuse me, cortisol and adrenaline coursing through your body. You're not going to feel good and you're not going to have any enlightenment and you're not going to be able to stay in appreciation and gratitude and you're not going to attract towards you wonderful, beautiful things because you're not in that space. It's like you've gotten into a room and you're locked in. I want you to commit today for yourself a practice of rewiring your nervous system and practicing waking up happy. And if the second you wake up, you're not as happy as you want to be, make the shift. And I will tell you that if you commit to a daily practice of meditation and journaling on your gratitudes and brags, you will make that shift and your system will be rewired and your life will be different. If you'd like to know more about my work, it's mofall.com. Slash Give Me Clarity gets you a free career clarity call where we'll break things down for you and maybe show you the way of fixing things for yourself. This is Coach Mo everywhere on social media, and I'll see you next time here on Unity Radio. Bring your soul to work.
1: Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.